Hello and welcome to the Soaky Nostalgia Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Matt. Hello. I'm Alan Hogan. How are you? <laughs> and I am Sir Bradley. Ah. Sir Bradley. Yeah. He's so, been knighted. So it's it's interesting. Uh, we've been uh, having a little bit of growing pains here trying to perfect... Show me that smile. <laughs> Trying to uh, perfect uh, the sound that is coming through here, uh, recreating a space that uh, has already been done over once or twice. But like today, um, we have put up some, uh, you know, soundproofing padding. We've moved some stuff Us, around. We did. Yeah. <laughs> He's saying you didn't do anything, Alan. You didn't do shit, Alan. <laughs> You didn't know this was a thing today, did you? I get no respect. <laughs> I recall a text that said, I can't work under these conditions. That's right. You yeah. did. We have Said it proof. today. We have proof. People's nephews getting in the way. Yeah. Progress. And yeah. Little school uh, musical program. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. We had to stay for all uh, all three grades, kindergarten, first, and second re- grade. That was great. Mm. Responsible adults. Yes. <laughs> well, that's a good thing for the kids. Yeah. But it's coming along, um, so listeners, please do bear with us as uh, we are still just a fledgling uh, starting podcast. We are going to improve greatly as time goes on <laughs> through sound, through environment, and... I've already peaked. <laughs> oh, hell, we're in trouble now. <laughs> <laughs> um, we don't have any listener email yet as this uh, podcast is yet to launch, but when you listen to it, we will have. So I'm going to go ahead and tell you the email so that you can give us more feedback. It's SokiNostalgia at gmail.com. Again, that is uh, SokiNostalgia at gmail.com. All right. So how's life been treating everybody? Pretty good. Yeah? Well, it's been going I'm on, Brad. Just seen some visuals that I can confirm. Things are awesome. pretty good for him awesome. right now. Yeah. <laughs> I spent the last forty-eight hours on a on a miniseries set, so that's pretty neat. Yeah, I'm very I, excited about that. I, I'm very excited to see how that miniseries turns out. Oh, I'm so happy. I've heard good things about it, and the people that are uh, creating it are—they're mm-hmm. just a good company. Mm-hmm. You know, I haven't seen anything. Well, I can't say that I haven't seen anything real bad. You know, yeah, worthy of turning a nose up at. Uh, well, it's um, it's Rosetti Productions. Uh, Headed up by Chip Rosetti. Uh, and this particular miniseries is called The Dream Motel. Uh, it's pretty neat. I, I say it's kind of like uh, The Twilight Zone mixed with Quantum Leap, oh. which I think are two of the, two of the best shows ever. They um, are. Quantum Leap is one of my all-time favorites in Twilight Zone. I mean, you can't argue with what that was and still is. And I mean, they're and they're bringing it back for like the third time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, now, are you? But able- you have to have a subscription. Oh, in order to watch it, and I'm right. not doing that. I'm sticking uh-huh. with Hulu and Netflix. There you go. Unless I get a part, and I'm like, CBS All Access, everybody. <laughs> Look it up. Love it. Now, can you uh, give any information uh, about the series or what sort of part you're going to play? Uh, or is that something that still needs to remain hush-hush for now? There is, there is really only one recurring character, at least early in the series. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's kind of like the Sterling type character but not really he's not a narrator he is the clerk at the the dream motel basically the plot i don't think it it would be a problem giving the plot away Uh, the dream motel is basically it's a it's a concept of if you have if there's one thing in your life that you would like to go back and change 
or if you could see into the future of what this decision you're about to make is going to do, would you do it any differently than the way you're planning it or the way you've done it? You know, so um, it, it's so it's somebody. There's always somebody different checking into the hotel, and they all they all have a different story, different situation that has happened or is going to happen, and it's up to them whether or not they they decide to change uh, fate. So you're playing the clerk. Is that what I'm understanding? No. Oh, okay, okay. No, I I show up at the at the end of the pilot. And then the second episode will oh. be my episode. Nice. Yep. Very cool. Right. Yep. I can't tell you anything else other than that. Yeah. No. But it's uh, it's pretty neat. Now the guy that's playing the clerk, that's Jeff Armstrong, mm-hmm. and he's really, really good. Oh, Jeff. Yeah. Yeah. Jeff. Jeff Armstrong is a very talented dude. So look him up. Check him out. That's he's great. Right <laughs> that's cool. I can't wait to see it. Oh yeah. yeah. I was. Exci- I'm excited, man. The past two days have been great. They filmed the pilot in the past two days. Uh, I did see that they uh, filmed a scene or two at the King's Cafe. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was pretty cool. I had never spot, been there. Yeah. I had never been. Yeah. Uh, just never had a chance to. And I'm not a huge coffee drinker, mm-hmm. but I've always pl- meant to go check it out because I know the owner, yeah. Megan. Yeah. Uh, She's but a it's, a, it's a neat little place. If, if nobody's oh, yeah. ever been, if nobody's been there yet, then go check it out. I mean, It'll save you a lot of gas driving to Bowling Green for Starbucks because her coffee is just as good. Oh, it's delicious. Yeah. And, I mean, she makes everything. You know, she makes baked goods. She'll make you sandwiches. Oh, uh, the, the the treats in there looked oh. delicious. I forgot. I, see, it's, it was a long day. I was going – we had lunch. We had a little crafty going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I completely forgot that I, I, I had it in my head. I'm going to ask her if I can buy one of those pastries or whatever it is they look delicious but i didn't well it's a neat spot records all over the walls yeah that you can Uh, take down and play yeah yeah Yeah. she lets you uh and she'll take take donations for records if anybody wants to bring any by uh Mm -hmm. i have some i have a couple that uh, i'm gonna drop off um it's a neat place yeah got a nice little portrait of elvis hence the king's cafe yeah and they've also uh Held live music there uh, yep. a time or two. Yep, neat little spot. That's what this area needs more of. Something unique. Yeah, and, and I different. think the I think the community really supports it because she is booming. Oh yeah, I asked her how things are going. Great. Yeah, they're great. She's tired. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I bet. Yeah. Yeah, it's. Uh, I did not realize how busy I was going to be left and right, but you know, it makes her question why she get, got into it, but then she remembers. You know, it's a great business. She loves it's coffee. How she loves it. Mm-hmm. Oh. She's doing great with it too. The 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 um, interior of it. She told me that her dad did almost, if not all, of that woodwork. Yeah, that's in there, and it's this is it's a beautiful. And little, I like the the metal spot. aesthetic that they've got in there with the the ceiling and yeah, the, in front of. The I camera. told her, yeah, the ceiling looks the the tiles, the black and white. The the look of it is just. I, I noticed that once one of the first things that I did notice, other than the records on the wall. Uh, I was looking up, I was like, this is great. And then um, one of the PAs, or the camera operator, I should say, he uh, he asked her, how long did it take? Like a couple weeks? And she did it that in a day. Oh, yeah. And she didn't climb a ladder. That She phys- she took them all down, mm-hmm. painted them, yep. put them back up in one day. Yeah. And it looks great. Oh, it does. I love uh, the look of it. For those that would uh, like to enjoy her coffee, the again the business name is the King's Cafe. Um, I'm not sure of the actual address, however, it's, I think it's 101 East College Street. 101 East College Street. I'm pretty sure that yeah. is right next to the Save a Lot. Yeah, yeah. Used so to be uh, right for, off the square. It used to be Wilderness Studio. Oh, okay. Yeah, 
I got my high school uh, senior photos there. Yeah. Mm, I had no idea it was not Wilderness Studio anymore. Yeah, it's a coffee it, shop. Yeah, he retired. The King's Cafe. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, get all shook up going there. <laughs> I actually have a uh, an old um, Elvis Presley tin. Mm-hmm. Um, what it's just a an animated drawing of Elvis that uh, I'm trying to get cleaned up. That I'm, I'm going to take in there and see if she wants it. Yeah, I'm sure, sure she, she would. would. Yeah, I asked her if Ben Wells had been in there yet. Did you know how big of a fan of Elvis he is? Oh, yeah. She and uh, she said, "Which one's that?" <laughs> Like, really? Which one's that? So I showed her a picture of it was his profile picture of him mm-hmm. and his wife. And oh yeah, they've been in here. I figured. Good, good. <laughs> <laughs> anytime I think of Elvis, I think of Ben. And anytime I think of uh Steven Tyler, I think of Ben. You know, oh yeah. Big fan and I mean I like him too. Elvis oh, yeah. and Steven. Oh yeah, I do too. But it's pretty neat. Yeah, it's something like the King's Cafe. It's unique. It's it's a little coffee shop, but it's also a little hangout hangout spot, which yeah. you don't really other than the Walmart parking lot. You get a lot the, of uh, I don't know if they still do it or not. The diesels and the S10 so low to the ground. Uh, if you go over a speed bump, it's all over. Yeah, uh, you don't have to deal yeah. with any of that. It's like don't that have to deal that, with the weather. Go in that uh, dark uh, colored truck S10 that was uh, following me earlier today. That yeah. was, <laughs> earlier tonight that was fun. Bobbing yeah. and weaving. Yeah, um, and then Elvis, of course, the segue. Into what you guys want to talk about, Kung Fu. Oh, yeah. Only two types of people know it. The Chinese and the King. And one of them's mine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What's it from? You said it was your favorite comedy on, on fa- Facebook, so you better know it. Oh, the Dewey Cox. There you go. And who played Elvis <laughs> in that scene? Oh, uh, I don't know. Actually. Jack White. Jack White. Was that Jack White? Yes, it was Jack White. Wow. It's it's been Hilarious, since right? it's been since Dewey Cox came out that I've seen Dewey Cox not because oh, I don't love it. it so many I times. love that movie. However, it's just man, he's I can't build you a house out of candy. The sun will melt the candy. Oh, speaking of John C. Riley, I've seen the uh, the advertisements, uh, the trailers for the new uh, Holmes and Watson. Him yeah. and Will Ferrell. I think that is the closest to a Step Brother sequel that we're ever. It's been get. forever since I've seen the first. Like teaser for that, mm-hmm. and it still hasn't came out yet. It's coming out. Uh, I think it's coming out this month. Nice. Yeah, I can't wait. Steve Carell, comedy gold, is in like three movies that have. Steve Carell's gunning soon. for an Oscar. Absolutely. That's what I put. That's what I said. You see my status <laughs> the other day. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, out of the five movies that are yet to be are coming soon, uh, that are to be released, six of them have Steve Carell in them, and I don't want to see it. But I think it's three, realistically. But uh, they, they're all, the trailers of all three of them look amazing. Oh, yeah. There's comedy, but there's serious tone to all of them, too. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the movie um, Beautiful Boy. Mm-hmm. Man. And the only reason I remember the title is because that's a John Lennon song. But um, did you all ever, Did you all watch that, uh, that movie he was in called Foxcatcher? No, oh, not yet. I happen to have not watched it. And then he's in he's uh, in Vice. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You haven't you haven't watched it. I happen to have not watched it. You happen to have not watched it. Yeah. Well, that's a different take on. I, I highly the wording of that. I highly recommend it. Even if even if you hate Channing Tatum, <laughs> look. If you hate Channing Tatum, watch This Is the End. And yes, then, I was about to say that. And then you'll get you'll understand. <laughs> um, <laughs> it'll make up for it. Oh Seth Rogen, the, the Seth oh yeah, movie. playing uh, himself at the end of the at the apocalypse. Uh, and, yeah, 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 yeah. My, my um, favorite part was the Emma Watson 
So. <laughs> no, honestly, my favorite part was Channing Tatum coming out in bondage gear being uh, led around by a leash. <laughs> it was disturbing, but that was perfect for him. Uh, but no, uh, Foxcatcher. Foxcatcher uh, is a true story uh, about pre-1996 Olympic uh, wrestlers that he plays of a very wealthy um i can't remember what the guy's first name but his uh, last name is dupont he's a an heir to the dupont you know vacuum cleaner anything tied to that name dupont he, he's very very rich and he's very eccentric and he's a, was always a fan of sports although watching the movie and reading about it and learning about it he was never any good but he just loved sports especially wrestling you mm-hmm. know greco-roman you know collegiate wrestling so he ended up founding this team called Team Foxcatcher, and he brings in these, uh, you know, these athletes, uh, these Olympic athletes, especially these uh, two brothers, uh, played by uh, Mark Ruffalo. Hey, Anthony Michael Hall's in it. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, My, uh, Mark Ruffalo and uh, Channing Tatum. And it's, uh, I mean, spoilers or not, it was out in the news when it happened, but he ends up going crazy. And he ends up killing one of the brothers, like shoots him dead cold on uh, on the mat. Mm. Wow. Yeah. So, and he pl- uh, the, the the. What does Brian Baumgartner do in it? Oh, I don't know. I don't Kevin remember. from the Office. Yeah, I don't remember. Huh. And then the actual Mark Schultz is in it too. It says. Yeah. Yeah. Um, just a little. That was Channing cameo. Tatum's character. Yeah. Yeah. Just a little uh, tiny cameo. He, um, which uh, that guy, uh, the the character that Channing Tatum plays, Mark Schultz, he ends up becoming an, uh, an MMA fighter in the early days of the UFC. He's a good fighter. Sorry, you just mentioned 1996, uh, you know, Olympics, and you're talking about wrestling. I just immediately Kurt Angle. Kurt Angle. Oh yeah, yeah. He won that no, gold medal. He was he was on that same net. team. Broken freaking net. That was yeah. his same team. Really, he's on Kurt's wrestling team. Yes. Nice. That's a yeah. small world. Yeah, you can watch interviews where Kurt's talking about uh, what happened. The Schultz. Yeah. Schultzes. Yeah. It was the same Olympics that they were supposed to be in with him, and uh, where Kurt was injured with a broken neck. Wow. It's really neat. Cool. And, and this ties into the podcast being nostalgic because we're talking about stuff that happened in the 90s. And how it leads into today. Yes. That's the whole point of this podcast. Current movie, you know, current movies, uh, Steve Carell, you know, sort of, I'm sorry, this is like, uh, you know, what is it, uh, what do you call it, the 10 Degrees of Kevin Bacon, however you call that? Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> where everything in the world is somehow tied to Kevin Bacon. Oh, yeah. yeah. This is sort of what this podcast is. What Even Friday the 13th. Yeah, even Friday the 13th. Yeah. Um, Nightmare on Elm Street. Kevin Bacon? He wasn't in it, but he's best friends with Johnny Depp. Johnny Depp. Johnny Johnny Depp was killed in the the very, uh, yeah, the very first one. Yeah. Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah. So what's Kevin Bacon have to do with that? Uh, He was best friends with him at the time. In real life? Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So was Nicolas Cage. Six degrees of Kevin Bacon. That's That's how Johnny got that part, actually. Oh, yeah? According to him, yeah. He was was a telemarketer. Mm-hmm. He was uh, in California for his band. I think it was called The Kids. Hmm. And he was friends with Nicolas Cage before Nicolas Cage really blew up. And he was, I think he said he was sleeping on his couch. Yeah. And one day they were walking down Melrose. And Cage said something to the effect of, you are an actor, or I think you have it in in you to be an actor. Won't you let my agent try to find you a role? And it was Nightmare on Elm Street. But not until Platoon did Johnny decide oh. this is what I really want to do? Oh, because that's a they great cut, movie. they filmed. He was so good. They filmed extra of him because mm-hmm. he, he was the translator. And, yeah, uh, and um, 
Man, there was, was so cast. much footage of Johnny, they decided, well, we're going to have to cut all of this because he's taken away from Charlie's character, which is the whole point of the movie. So when he saw it at the premiere and all the stuff wasn't there, where's my stuff? And then, then everybody thinks that's the moment where he was like, okay, I'm going to do this. It's almost like you're cutting a joke, like the president of the United States is cutting a joke uh-huh. on you, and then you decide, you know what, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to run for president too. Yeah. And then you win. Well, it's yeah. it's definitely the time to be able to do that, thanks to the current president we have now. So. Right, right. This one's from reality TV. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just think it's funny, like uh, you know, Johnny doesn't really like him. Yeah, but they have they have a lot in common in that respect. Yeah, well, somebody told Johnny's you Johnny's ex wife doesn't really like him right now either. Yeah, I, I feel bad for him. I, I really do. I can't help it. Man, I'm a huge Johnny. I, I go Depp there fan. a lot, don't I? I, I, well, I say some pretty rough. You go stuff, to, you but go it's to the true. dark areas of people. Yeah. I, but um, we get into stuff that I actually know what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah. But I feel bad for him. You know, the whole dog thing in mm-hmm. Australia, that was yeah. her. Yeah. And all of his exes that have spoken out about it, has, about the situation, has said that's nothing not that I had ever experienced mm-hmm. with him. Because the dude wears his heart on his sleeve, and when his mom died, that's when he really went off the supposedly deep end yeah. with the alcohol and stuff. But, I, I mean, but, even uh, so, I mean, he'd, he'd been on pills for years. Yeah, I've, I mean, and I, this as is a not fan, hearsay. This is not hearsay, so don't let his attorneys attack me. Uh, this is stuff that I, I've been reading online about these people. Yes, I follow celebrities. Go, yeah, and go, he would probably whatever. tell you <laughs> himself if it's true. Yeah. He would, he would, yeah, whatever. Uh, it's like, but uh, the whole being a celebrity thing, he's never been a fan of himself. Uh, I remember seeing an interview on his document or his biography. Mm-hmm. He was on the red carpet. I think it was he was with uh, Winona Ryder at the time. And somebody said some you know, Wino forever. Do you remember that tattoo yeah, he had? It, Wino it. forever. I'm getting to that. But um, <laughs> the interviewer, she asked him, uh, are you getting married soon? And it just kind of like you could tell it was like out of left field for him. Yeah. And he yeah. goes, I don't know. You Gonna change your underwear tomorrow? Yeah. It's like what business of it is he never he didn't say this part, but what what what's it any of your business what I'm gonna right. do? Um said they they put that poppy teen sensation label on him. That's why he started trashing hotel rooms. Uh-huh. That's why he took Cry Baby, that's why he took it scissor hands. That's I don't care what anybody says, Cry Baby's a great movie. Oh, it's so great. Yeah. You remember she was like, was like catching her own tears in the yeah. jar and then drinking them. It's <laughs> <laughs> great at the casting. Oh man, that was a, phenomenal. Oh, uh, but he didn't like. Oh, oh, oh! Segue into uh, into today. Uh, so, Twenty One Jump Street is what really, yeah, really made him. He hated that show because that's really what helped him become the bubblegum pop since yeah. Teen Magazine. Yeah, he hated it because he, he knew he needed it. it to pay his bills. Yeah. yeah, but he didn't like it. No, but to his credit, he told them, "Look, I don't want to do this anymore, mm-hmm. but I'm not leaving." I'm not going to do this movie, yada, 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 movie career. Yeah. I'll be with you until the show is over. Um, and then they loved that so much, they let him out of his contract. He right. never asked. To, he never told them, look, I'm not, I don't care what you say, I'm leaving. No, he stuck with them because it was the right thing to do. Well, you have and to then admire. years later. You have to admire somebody who uh, is just up front like right. that, though. And then years later, the 21 Jump Street movie. <laughs> I was sitting in the theater, and I'm the only one. That howled laughing. I think oh, I'm the only one that oh, laughed. I cracked period. Up. I cracked up. I don't think anybody else got it. 
Oh, I was looking around. I was literally doing this. Isn't like, does nobody else understand why this is funny? He was finally killing his character off that he hated being a part yeah, of. Or the dialogue. It was a, af, you know, a, after school. Oh yeah, special type of mm-hmm. show. Don't do this. It was cheeky. Oh yeah, tongue. I mean, it was cheesy. <laughs> and uh, very first word when it's revealed that it's Johnny. Yeah. You know, other than you boys are stupid. Now, when he, I didn't realize it until because he wasn't credited. Right. I did not, and it wasn't. He wasn't. Well, in they the didn't trailer, want to make it a Johnny showcased movie. it. No. So it came out of nowhere, and the, that character's in the entire movie, and I didn't realize it until he oh, said, man. "You boys are stupid." And then I went, <laughs> I, I went like this. Swear to God, my exact reaction was, "No way, that is not him." And my buddy was with me. He's like, "Who?" And I was like, "Hold on, wait, just shh, shh, shh. I want to, I want to see if I'm right. <laughs> like, shut up, you know, like waving him down." Yeah. And then. Uh, he says what he says, and he turns around. Tom Hansen, or whatever the character's name yeah. is, takes yeah. it off. And I went, yes! It's, and like my mind was about to <laughs> blow. And then when he says, uh, but you you went out with my sister or, or something like that, and he goes, tough up. Uh, you know, yeah. Yeah. I went, <laughs> he's murdering that character hey, right hey, now. That just shows there's still secrets in Hollywood. Oh, dude, it was so great. Yeah. It was Weinstein, the best, it was Weinstein a good could have learned secret. a thing or two from that movie. Yeah. I'm sorry. No, you're fine. I've been, you know, trying to jump in here for. It was it was great. You know, like Alan, take a breath. But go ahead. My favorite Johnny Johnny Depp, I guess, is probably maybe maybe you could classify it as like a short film, but it's uh, Into the Great Wide Open. Oh. The uh, the Tom Petty music video. Oh. Yeah. It was pretty oh yeah. Good. It was. I don't know if I have if a. I'm, if I'm not, if, if I'm correct, the, the original video was like 16 minutes long. No kidding. Probably. Yeah, but but the uh, the studio song is only four, four and a half. <laughs> yeah, something like that. <laughs> you know? Three but, to four. Uh, it, was, uh, it was an incredible uh, video. Well, let's. Uh, oh, you done? Yeah, I'm done. Oh, I don't, okay. I don't okay. take long. All right. <laughs> Um, I'll, I'll I don't know if I have a favorite Johnny. I, I think my favorite Johnny Depp movies is when he plays based on real people. Oh yeah, I think that Public Enemies. Like, even though uh, that movie was panned, I love it. It was. Oh yeah. See, I, I don't. That's why I don't listen to critics. They think I, it was. A, they think the movie was just overhyped. Oh, that uh, it didn't make any uh, as much money as it needed to at the box Ooh. office. So they thought it was, you know, it was a bomb. It was a loser. No, that was a that fantastic was a great film. movie, and he played Dillinger. Oh man, so good. Oh yeah. And then to hear him in the in the behind the scenes, you know, I grew up in a small town in Kentucky. Yep. I grew up hearing uh, about Dillinger. You know, Indiana's right down the road. And that's they, right. For those they, that forget, Johnny Depp is a Kentucky man. boy. Owensboro. Yeah. yeah. Not, not that Cruise he's well. he's not hundred yeah. percent proud of it. I don't think, but um, <laughs> he he doesn't make any bones about telling you where he's from yeah that's why that's leading into the west memphis three deal. oh uh, man we're that, gonna have to do an episode on just that just that a dude oh dude dude dude, dude. Have, you, have you watched that set of uh three documentary films four this is a oh, four that's right sir. the first three are paradise lost one two and three and then the yeah. fourth is west of memphis yes no and uh eddie oh. better got behind him but johnny's whole deal on that was uh I understand where this kid's coming from because yeah. I'm from a small town in Kentucky, I, yeah. and I didn't dress like everybody else. And I he didn't was different. Talk and he like got ostracized, else. right? You're right. So, and he's still getting ostracized today. Today, I mean. yeah. but I think I don't know. Kentucky's a little bit more. Uh, so I, th- I like to think it's different. 
now. It's a little more liberal um, now. Than I mean, we're still dealing with the the horror of uh, having Matt Bevin as governor. But other than that, yeah. I think we're doing pretty good. I, I, have, um, a, I have a feeling we're going to have a we're going <laughs> to have go there. Don't I have a feeling we're going to have a, an, a, another episode dedicated to that. Uh, I, I maybe believe. if he if he gets yeah. reelected, I will flip. Yeah. We'll burn this to the ground. <laughs> Pookie, let's burn this place to the ground. Yeah, Pookie. Me and Pookie put a special. <laughs> <laughs> no, but anyway. Anyway, yeah, Johnny, uh, I, I, I worry about him as a human being because it, it, it usually stuff like this doesn't turn out too well. It just one day you turn on the news and boom, it's over. Yeah. You know, so I'm hoping that he's got people around him that actually care and don't just look at him as, oh, Johnny Depp. Yeah. What about you, Sir Bradley? Uh, is there a uh, Johnny Depp movie that uh, maybe have influenced you in some way? Uh, no. No. <laughs> what about you? No, not, not, not really. A, not I can elaborate to, to some degree. I mean, uh, I mean, Tom Petty was a uh, huge, yeah. huge, huge influence. Probably the biggest celebrity influence on me. Oh, yeah. Um, and uh, I know Johnny Depp was was a huge, huge, huge fan of Tom Petty as well. Oh, I was too. But, I shed uh, I shed a tear when he passed. It, I had people calling me and ask me if I was okay. <laughs> and I think it, I messaged you. Uh, yeah. You may have. Um, I know a lot of people uh, that, especially the people of of my past, you know, reach it. They immediately think of me. They hear I Tom did Petty on radio. You. They think of me. They yeah, you know, whatever it is. You told me you said you replied um, and you said you're like the second or third person who is yeah messaged me today yeah I, yeah. I, well, the the, great, the thing about Tom Petty was he he never made a bad record. Every mm-hmm. song on every record was something special. I like how he stuck up for his musical or oh. artist artistic integrity. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yes, he, did. He, ne- he never gave yeah. in to anything. Yeah, he never sold out. He he just it's rare nowadays. Yeah, it was great. He was a rebel. Oh man. You know, uh, after Kurt Cobain passed away. He had made the offer to Dave Grohl to be the permanent drummer mm. for the Heartbreakers, and he actually played with them on Saturday Night Live. He oh, did, wow. but the only he played reason, Honeybee. Yep, the only reason Dave turned him down is because he wanted to see where the Foo Fighters would go. And, uh, <laughs> and I'm glad they, he. I'm glad he did. And that's you know, a Hall of Fame, that, future Hall of Fame group right there. But that says wonders for the talent of Dave Grohl. If Tom oh. Petty's like, do you want to be my drummer? Yeah, you know, it's pretty oh, neat. Man. Got that going for him. I can't say enough about Dave Grohl. I love Dave Grohl. I love, I love the Foo Fighters. Uh, that was uh, the Foo Fighters uh, when I was in high school. That was that was my, you know, soundtrack. Yeah. Well, I remember uh, when one of the I don't remember if it was the first Guitar Hero, but one of the Guitar Heroes came out and had Monkey Wrench on it, and that's all I ever wanted to play. Don't wanna be your yeah. Monkey Wrench. I, and I would, as I was playing it, I would see if I can hold out because when he sings it live. He takes breaths. Yeah. But in the studio version, you know, one last thing before I quit. It's like constant. And I would always, even today when it comes on serious, I'm driving down the road. <gasps> one last thing. <laughs> Let's see if I can hold it out. Well, you know, that's the wonderful thing breathing. about editing. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Which I have yeah. learned. That's a, that's a, It's a beautiful thing. My Guitar Hero experiences, uh, I fell in love with even flow. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Right there, and um, for for whatever reason, I I got so used to this version of Guitar Hero, and then when I hear the original studio version, I'm like, wow, it must be remastered or something because <laughs> the Guitar Hero <laughs> one sounds better than you know the the original release of uh, Even Flow. Right. Oh yeah. Uh, I mean, you're you're looking at uh, oh man, I, I just I, my mind's going about ten different directions. Uh, just you know, Eddie Vedder. 
uh, where you know his theories on what happened to Kurt Cobain. Mm. Um, There's yeah. a lot of those. Yeah, yeah we probably. Yeah. <laughs> I'd say most of us sh- probably share. Uh, we we could do we could do a six hour long podcast oh on just yeah, that yeah. could be a, uh, a podcast by itself. Yeah. Oh my god! Uh, just. You know, from that to him allowing other forms of entertainment to sample his music, mm-hmm. uh, even flow. You brought that up. My first thought was uh, WCW, the wrestler Raven. Yeah. They sampled his his music what ad for entrance. Me? What about Raven? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that <laughs> man has such a high IQ. It, it yeah. is unreal. You see the video of a fa- there's a compilation of fans like jumping the barricade and stuff. Oh yeah. So he used to do his promos by sitting in the corner of the ring. Yeah. And he's sitting there talking on the microphone and a fan out of nowhere just grabs him by the hair of the head from the back and jerks him out of the ring. <laughs> and as like a professional, of course the security jumps on the dude. Oh yeah. But not until Raven's body had already hit the freaking mat on the outside of the ring. He gets up, <laughs> realizes what's happening and Fixes that jacket, crawls back under the rope, sets back down, continues that promo like nothing ever went wrong. Oh, man, that man's like, a pro. <laughs> dude, how did you not knock that dude's head off his shot? Uh, it's, it's, look. Like it's, Eddie. Eddie Guerrero got almost knocked off a ladder one time. Oh, yeah. And wailed on the dude. Oh, did. yeah, he did. Yeah, but see, the difference is, uh, you know, Mr. Former uh, Johnny Polo, uh, he spent years in ECW before he was in WCW, well, before he went back to ECW. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, he was used to the crowd being rock- raucous and just, you know, taking over the show. And, you know, yeah, he would have to defend himself. But when he gets to WCW, he sees security everywhere. He's Right. He had no doubt that security would have handled the situation quickly. Because mm-hmm. I'm sure he saw that type of stuff at the house shows a lot. Oh, dude. Classy Freddie Blassie used to get stabbed <laughs> back when people thought it was 100% legit. You know. Crassy Fled, uh, Crassy Freddie. Crassy. I can't even Classy speak. Freddy Classy Blassie. Freddie Blassie. Say it with me. Yeah. Pronounce it. Sound it out. Classy Freddie Blassie. Now say it three times. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um Piper, Roddy Piper. Oh, I mean, gosh. Piper, that's, that's, rest his soul. Man. I love it. I love his it. acting career should have been so much bigger than it was, but They Live was absolutely oh, amazing. Uh, I cannot find that movie anywhere. Really? I'm dying to see it. I've oh, never seen it. You've never seen They Live? I've heard the famous line. I'll let you borrow it. Kick ass and chew bubble gum. Mm-hmm. And I'm all out and of I'm bubble all gum. all out of gum. Yeah. I'll let uh, you borrow it. Yeah. John Carpenter, who's yep. also a Kentucky boy. Yep. Halloween. Bowling Green. Yeah, his father was a professor at uh, Western. W- yep, WKU. Mm-hmm. Go Big Red. Yeah, um, Halloween Two, the original Halloween Two, not the new not one that just the, came out. Yeah, um, you can hear as Michael's trying to find out what happened to Lori right before that kid comes across the street with the boombox and, and says, "What freaking hospital she's at?" For anybody yeah. who wants to know. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, you can hear there's two women. Oh yeah, no, so and so went to a party in Smith's Grove. <laughs> You know, it's pretty neat. Yeah. That's cool. Pretty cool. Kentucky. Kentucky boy doing work, just like uh, the the Walking Dead guys, Mr. Bevan. Paying them bills. That's right. Now, you know Matt Bevan's got his pockets lined with Hollywood money anyway. I love how he, he, he puts down the film incentives, but oh, he, he can pose to take pictures with the actors. Yeah. No <laughs> kidding. <laughs> Anyway, moving on. <laughs> moving on. What's well, next, Matt? Well, let's uh, let's go ahead. Well, you got to think. No, let, let's take a, a quick break, and uh, we're gonna do uh, a little ad time here. All right, we will be right 
back. Well, I'm going to watch this. I've got a new sound effect. I'll it's be called, back. It's called Cheering Crowd. You'll hear it on playback. <laughs> All right. We'll be back. Oh, no. You just got food all over your favorite outfit. You have a wedding this weekend, and your trusty suit is wrinkled and looks dingy. Normal washing just won't get that spot out. Your pants need to be let out or taken in. Don't panic. Instead, come down to Key Dry Cleaners. The staff at Key Dry Cleaners takes pride in making sure you look your best for any and all occasions. Key Dry Cleaners offers same-day dry cleaning and laundry services, as well as timely, quality service for any alterations. Key Dry Cleaners has serviced Glasgow and the surrounding areas for over 25 years with the same quality and care that has helped make them not only the, a long-time establishment in Barron County, but also helped name them Best Dry Cleaners in Barron County for 2018. Key Dry Cleaners is located at 401 Happy Valley Road, and their hours are 7 a.m. to 5.30 p.m. Monday through Friday and 8 a.m. to 1 p.m. on Saturdays, closed on Sundays. So come on down to Key Dry Cleaners where all your dry cleaning needs are met with a smile. And welcome back. All right. Now, tonight's main topic that uh, we've been talking about, uh, cheesy but great classic uh, martial arts films, usually around the 90, 1990s, or as I like to call it, the peak and the fall of Jean-Claude Van Damme. That's accurate. Yeah, because, you know, about circa 90, what, 1994, 95, he discovered cocaine. <laughs> it's a hell of a drug. It is a hell of a drug. According to Rick James. Rick James. Rick James. Yes. <laughs> Rick James yeah. Yeah. Oh, I tell you what. One of uh, this has absolutely nothing to do with Jean Claude Van Damme, though. But I, my, one of my absolute favorite movies from that uh, time period is Mortal Kombat. Mm. Anybody? Did, does anybody ever remember? I went to the theater and watched it with my kung fu class, hmm. and that became the soundtrack for the next year. I never was a huge fan of the movie. I mean, it wasn't bad, but I was more of the Super Nintendo. No. Yeah. Mortal Kombat. Uh, yeah. You watch it now. It's pretty. <laughs> it, it is terrible for the time. But, but it had Christopher Lambert in it, okay? Yeah. But it was so much better than the second. Oh, yeah. And the third. I wasn't even aware of a third. But. There's a reason for that. <laughs> yeah, was it straight I'm to video? Sure. Yeah, it was straight to video. It was uh, it was a Mortal Kombat Annihilation. And then the TV series. I don't remember a TV series. Yeah. Yeah, it was on for uh for about 10, 12 episodes, I guess. Oh. Yeah. Well, there you go. One and done. Made it that long. Wow. I think it was on Fox. Hmm. And then it was replayed on TNT at one point. Huh. It's god awful. Is that before or after they slapped uh, Married with Children in the face, <laughs> making their network and then leaving them out to dry? Yeah. Yeah. That was a great show, too, though. It was. Oh, man. Yeah. They, they heard about it from fans that it got canceled. Yeah. Yeah. And I, it's just, it's just great. I remember going into the theater, and you know, my kung fu classmates uh, just just jaw dropped the whole movie because it was like you know, it was like they were watching uh, Moses part the Red Sea. It was just a miracle for them that a movie <laughs> like that was on the big screen making money. Mm-hmm. Which I don't know why they were surprised because the mm-hmm. video game made a ton of money. Mm-hmm. But man, oh man, I, I 
Of course, my you know, growing up, yeah, my little crush in that video game was Sonya Blade. <laughs> in the video game? No, in the movie. <laughs> you, you said video game. Well, yeah. You but said I, video game. Well, I did, but <laughs> my little crush in the video game. Oh shoot! Yeah. What was her name? I don't. Bridget remember. Wilson. That's. Oh yeah. Oh, Bridget uh, she Wilson. was. Uh, she played on Saved by the Bell. As she well. was in. She was in Last Action Hero. Bridget Wilson was in Saved by the Bell. She was in Saved by the Bell. Didn't she play Arnold's uh, daughter in Last Action? She was Hero? a reoccurring. I guess kind of like extra almost. Oh. She was a cheerleader. Hmm. <laughs> and she was cute. Did did see cheerleader yet? Yes, and she. Yeah. Very much was. Man, I, wonder what uh, I was happened. a huge fan of her with. Uh, Happy Gil- no, not Happy Gilmore. Billy Madison. Oh yeah, yeah, that's yeah. right. Uh, the, I had a huge his crush teacher. On her. Yeah. yeah, yeah, huge crush on her back in the day. <laughs> yeah, um, if I'm not mistaken, Last Action Hero was her first film, and that's the film that got me into acting. Yeah, look yeah. at that. It all comes full circle. Mm-hmm. Love that movie. Yeah. Six Degrees of Alan Hubbard. <laughs> yeah, it would have been much bigger if it wasn't for one big budget Jurassic Park that. Yeah. Uh, Came out that same summer. Yeah, but the premise for that movie was—I I thought it was great. Oh yeah, it, it would have—it would have been the blockbuster success that they thought mm-hmm. it was going to be if it wasn't for Jurassic Park. Yeah, it was—it was, it was uh, one of those movies you could sit there and enjoy because it's a, almost a parody of itself. Because it is. Schwarzenegger was making fun of himself yeah. pretty much, and he plays yeah. himself Schwarzenegger in the film. Not—not <laughs> um, <laughs> not Ralph Schwarzenegger. <laughs> no. Uh, it, yeah, it's—it's a, it's a great film. Oh yeah, I, I love it. I still, you know, I from time to time I'll think about, you know, if I'm at a movie theater, I look at my ticket and go, "What if?" Yeah, you know, I could touch that movie oh, ticket man. and then go right into the screen. One of the best monologues, in my opinion, from a bad guy is the red eye. Yeah, at toward the end. Mm. Yeah. Oh man, did we mention that last episode? Yes, we did. Yes, we did. Yes, wow, we did. how about that? Anyway, anyway. <laughs> Speaking of uh, action films, yeah. Oh man, uh, what about you, Brad? What was one of your favorite movies uh, from the '90s that had a martial arts tinge to it? M- more of mine came from the '80s than the '90s, but uh, '80s, '90s, same thing. It, yeah, yeah. Um, because I mean, the 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 late '70s going into the '80s had a had a same feel and type of formula. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but when you got from the late '80s to the early ni- early to mid '90s, then they started. Uh, you they know, did have a little bit of a different feel yeah, to them. They they did. They they had a, a a similar feel within themselves. So I mean, mm. we can go we can go into the eighties a little bit. I mean, we're not talking like the Last Dragon, nineteen eighty two. Was it eighty two? Mm, I don't know. That was a great movie. It anyway, sounds <laughs> sounds about right. Yeah, um, I pulled but, dates uh, out of my ass. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the, I, I guess my favorite one is a, just a really. Honestly, shitty ninja movie, uh, Ninja Three: The Domination. Nice, um, which most people don't know anything about. Oh. Um, yeah, I, I don't know uh, anything about it. I, I, yeah, <laughs> see, uh, I mean, if you're, you know, somewhat of a martial arts, you know, film buff, and, I, I was. That, that's just one exactly of the ones that I missed. That. But I guess, uh, you know, I always lean more towards some of the bigger budget martial arts films because I, I got into, mm. of course I started with blood sport, Jean-Claude Van Damme. Uh, uh, definitely one of my favorites. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, kickboxer. Mm-hmm. The first one, I don't care about the second, third or fourth with Sasha wife beater Mitchell. Yeah. Ooh, I wasn't aware of that, but yeah. Okay. Yeah. When he was on step by step, he went to, uh, he went to jail for uh, beating his wife. Mm. Yeah. 
No, no. I guess everybody I guess, makes mistakes. I guess she just wasn't making his pie well enough. I don't know. No. <laughs> but yeah, the the kickboxer movie, which if you haven't seen them, uh, the two most recent. Uh, kickboxer movies that are on netflix right now retaliation and vengeance are pretty decent i they're more of a callback to those they're more of a callback to the classic martial art action films so it's it's sort of like watching the expendables but uh with a more traditional feel okay and going back even a little further Uh to about 74 hard times Charles oh, Bronson. Yeah, that was a great. Now career. Charles Bronson was a badass. My grand, my, my granddad. I think. Yeah, I think my grandfather did, but my dad definitely had it on VHS. And I think that's one of the first fighting mm-hmm. movies that I ever remember watching. Oh, it was really good. Um, there were other. I mean, you brought up Charles Bronson. Um, another, another one that that I really liked uh, was kind of when Chuck Norris was finally was kind of oh. getting his. Uh, the, Foot in the door. Yeah, the, the octagon. Um, uh, octagon. Love yeah, it. Uh, Own it on DVD. Oh, Forced man. Vengeance. Yep. Um, Which I think you can watch the octagon on Hulu. Maybe. Uh, I'm not a not a Hulu guy. Um, I'm a Netflix guy, but yeah. Forced Vengeance. Uh, I was always a little bit soured on there. Mm-hmm. There is a rape scene in it. I just yeah. can't. I, well, they I tried to get away that. with a lot back in the '70s. You know. Mm-hmm. Which you couldn't get away with in the 80s, 90s, 2000s, or even today. Wow. Yeah. Just makes you realize how long ago that was. Yeah. Um, it was, um, I think a lot of these um, ninja, or not not necessarily ninja movies, but martial arts movies uh, that, that I was in was uh, filmed with the Cannon Group. Mm. Um, and recently seen some, uh, some footage on... I guess I guess you could say it is a documentary, but they really did not treat women very well. Mm. Raging Bull, um, yeah. Robert De Niro hauled off oh, and man. slapped her right in the face. Oh yeah, and that was legit. Oh yeah, because De Niro is a method actor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Perfect, that, that, all method. Man, what a slap! I mean, that was. Ooh. If you, you watch it at, and you're like, Ugh. if you look at the shock on her face that yeah. he actually connected, that's yeah. real. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But uh, in in this documentary, I saw uh, you know interviews where where people were talking about if there was a a nude scene for mm-hmm. a female actor, you know when it was cut, they remained there nude mm-hmm. in front of the whole cast and crew, not being covered up. Didn't matter what the weather was yeah. like, whether it was cold or whatever. Yeah, nowadays it's a close set. Remain, yeah, nude unless and, it absolutely cannot be prevented uh, yeah. unless you absolutely need certain people there. Right. Um, it's usually a close set. So I don't know how it was back in the day. I doubt uh, it. there's well, much thought the, into it at all. Group, you know, and they yeah. putting out movies at the rate that they were and yeah, that's why the they went bankrupt. That they were, you know, yeah, yeah that, they completely went under. That's, that's why, uh, you know, in the very last scene of masters of the universe, the movie, um, that it was shot in the dark because they had no power. None because uh, they had no money. Yeah, and the the whole last scene was completely reworked for it. Oh, Lord. yeah. Mm. They couldn't even afford. Well, they were originally going to have him, uh, you know, change into Prince Adam, you know, at some point, and then yeah. back. But the budget just would not allow it. Mm. And they especially couldn't do. Uh, Superman four. Yeah, Superman yeah. four. That turned out horrible. Oh, 
Quest for Peace with the uh, Nuclear Man, even though Gene uh-huh. Ackman was still. You can't put Gene Ackman in anything. Uh, Hack, I said Ackman. Gene Hackman in anything, and it be completely bad because of his performance. But there are some movies that his performance cannot save. Did I mean I, I don't? I've heard that that he demanded top billing mm-hmm. for the movie. I yeah. mean, and you're not gonna you're not gonna be on camera as Lex Luthor and and not have a bald head. Yeah, uh, and mm. he he kind of lost points with me on on that but. it's like yeah. brando with um apocalypse now mm-hmm. when the director told him you know we, the character we would like him to be a certain look yeah and when he finally did show up he was finally showed up yeah he was about uh, 35 pounds overweight more, more than when he talked to him and never looked at the script no, no. It, I, I mean what do you do with that but it, but it's got that name behind it yeah so what do you do you change your movie yeah, you change your movie. You <laughs> change the lighting. The circumstance. You change the lighting so that you don't see how bad out of shape he yeah. is. You uh, put all his lines on cue cards yeah. so that he uh, and make sure that his eyesight is never in the line of the camera so that mm-hmm. he can read that and not be obvious. Mm-hmm. That's why when I met when I met Jeremy Irons, uh, Scar and the Lion King, uh, Hans Gruber's brother, uh, Die Hard Three, and uh, Man in the Iron Mask. Yeah, a lot. Oh. Uh, I told him um, he's been in the business. For forever, for don't, I mean years and years and years. Don't forget Lolita. Do what? Lolita. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but he he never like as soon as the director yelled cut, he didn't run off to his trailer. Right. You know he went behind the camera. He looked at the dailies, and yeah. and then uh, there's a scene where Eddie Gathicke is stealing. They have to get a flat tire on the van, so mm-hmm. Eddie's character goes over to steal a tire from another van. So they yelled cut. You know the crew member goes over there and he's starting to take the tire off. Everybody's talking amongst themselves, smoking cigarettes, or you know just waiting. Uh, all the extras and crew just chilling. I look over and there goes Jeremy Irons across the parking lot. Takes that from the crew member, gets down and jacks up the van himself. And I'm <laughs> and I'm looking at everybody. Nobody's paying any attention. And I'm like, does nobody see this right now? So he throws a party for the cast yeah. and crew. I, I was lucky enough to be invited as a stand-in. And I go, and he's the only actor I didn't talk to on set. I talked mm-hmm. to Annalie Tipton. I talked to Alex Sharp, Eddie, not Jeremy. My hat's off to you for uh, getting to talk to Annalie Tipton. Tipton She's so nice. She introduced herself to me. Really? Yeah, my oh, very first day. I was on my phone. Uh, they were filming a, a, sh- a scene, and uh-huh. I was around the corner where everybody else was, and I was just trying to be quiet. And I just a set of legs just comes up right in front of me, and I just look up and see who it is, and she leans down and puts her hand out. Uh, Hi, Annalie Tipton. Nice to meet you. Very, very nice. And I, I might have had a had a freak out a little bit. So well, inside my head. <laughs> the last night on set, uh-huh. last two nights on set, she had hired an artist. Uh, I cannot think of the name of the company right now. We'll have to put the, throw that in later, I guess. But um, show notes. Yeah. Uh, Set down, and he does like a little cartoon version of you. You know, what do you do? What do you want to do? So, so he 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 drew me holding an Oscar and the little thought bubble, not another one, you know, but she paid for that. Wow. No she kidding. paid for that dude to stay there the entire day and night. Wow. For two nights straight. Um, just to ha- be- give a gift to everybody. But anyway, That's uh, a class act. Jeremy, I never spoke to him until that night. I got, uh, he, he paid for our drinks. So I got a few in me 
<laughs> mustered up the liquid, courage. Liquid courage. And I went up and said, uh, first of all, I thanked him for throwing the party. And then we we commenced to talk in for about 20 to 30 minutes, oh, but nothing but acting. And I told him, I said, I've always been a fan of yours, but I have so much respect for you as a person after watching you on this set. And he kind of looked at me funny, and I explained. And he said, oh, what am I going to do? Sit in a trailer and drink. <laughs> and he pointed at all the crew members that was out there drinking and having fun. And he, he said, these guys are the workhorses. You an actor? Yes. We have fun. It's playtime. Acting is playtime. These guys are the ones. He said, of course, it's a team effort. Yada, yada, yada. He said, but the, they work, we play. <laughs> and uh, he said, it's my job to make sure that the director is getting what he wants to do. No, no, no. I, I, I could not just go into my trailer and drink. That would be miserable. <laughs> yeah, this is fun and it's teamwork and everybody's got to work together. I said, well, I've heard some not so flattering stories of people that's been in the business as long as you have mm. um, that, you know, are difficult to deal with. And he goes, I hate that. <laughs> now, I never told him I was I had Brando on the mind because mm-hmm. I didn't know if there was ever any any type of relationship there. Right. But uh, but yeah, it was so cool. Oh, man. It was so cool. So when stuff like that happens. With the the lights going out, that that is different than well, dealing see, with somebody who, to me, for the, no reason whatsoever, is just difficult to work with. See, to I me, I'm so uh, glad you made that come back around. Yeah, yeah, I like that. Mm-hmm. See, the, the the cool thing is, is that he remembers that he is a person. He's a human being. Yeah, he lives or, in a castle. He wears rags. <laughs> He's a humble, down to earth dude. It's like Keanu Reeves. Oh man, oh man. Do, do oh, people. Bill and Ted. Uh, but people uh, flipping out over him riding a subway. I'm well, like, he he dude. doesn't buy you know expensive you know Gucci uh, you know pants. Or he could shoes. end tomorrow. He 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 you know he's a Walmart fan. You know he'll wear clothes from Walmart. He doesn't care. You know. Right. I mean, what? He's a big deal. You know, you get paid a lot of money to pretend to be somebody else. Pretty much. You know, and what people don't realize is. That's kind of what we do almost every day. Anyway, we go to go right. to a job, and mm-hmm. you know, if you think about it, your personality, uh, even if it's ninety nine percent, we're all know, actors. We're all actors. Just like Johnny Depp, he says, with any part you play, there's a certain amount of yourself in it. If not, yeah. it's not acting; it's lying. Yeah. Which you think about some of these characters, it's pretty scary. Yeah. You you got to be able to connect with them on some level and then understand them. You can't just outright one hundred percent hate a character, everything about them. Now you could. But it's not going to do any favors for your performance. You've uh, got to tone in to what's going on. Unless with the character. you're Steven Seagal. <laughs> <laughs> now, Steven Seagal. Segway. I, yeah. I like, what was it? Uh, hard to Kill. Mm-hmm. Mark for Death, hard, hard to Kill, and Under Siege 1. Those are his three best movies. Uh, what's now, the one that was filmed in Kentucky that I really like? Oh, uh, Fire Down Below. Fire Down Below. That was a decent one, too. I that like was that uh, one. one of his later ones. Yeah. Uh, but hard to kill. But it got really difficult the, to, to watch his movies uh, ever since he, you know, was shown up by the mafia as being a coward. You know? Well, see, I don't look at stuff like that. I, I look at how is the performance. You know, it's it's horrible on a human being level. Yeah. yeah. Um, Louis C.K. Yeah. Okay. Horrible what he did. Yeah. He is hilarious. Yes, he is. So I don't judge the work by what the man has done. No. That's stupid. Mm-hmm. That's the whole point of going to a movie. Yeah, you know what I mean. Well, that's that's why I don't get critics to forget. Anyway. I, I I don't necessarily critique a movie. I just say whether or not I uh, I liked it or not. Mm-hmm. But 
my my viewpoint of going to a film is to lose myself for an right. hour and a half to three hours, however long it is. Mm-hmm. And if they're good at their job, you won't think about anything that's in the tabloids or anything yeah, that's on the news. Exactly. It's that this is a great movie. But there are so many people that will go into a film, uh, watch it, and then come out just saying uh, – Oh, that 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 performance just awful. How can you see? Can you believe how this scene was lit? It was just yeah. That didn't that didn't make sense at all. You know, just mm-hmm. and, and all of a sudden everybody's a yeah. They're they're a professional. Yeah, yeah. But uh, what what happened to just losing yourself for a while? Yeah, exactly. That's why I don't listen to critics. Yeah, I mean, I, I would love if every single critic that has the harshest one star review, mm-hmm. I would love to see them take that same exact movie. And make it themselves, but they would make it better. So, uh, you know, oh, of course, according they would. to them, anyway. of course they would. Yeah, yeah, and then see how well it does at the box office. <laughs> but no, as Steven Seagal had, some, he really had some good movies. Uh, he did. He it's did. Just, I never was a huge fan, but I, I, I'm still trying to think of that other film though. Hard to kill. March for Death. Uh, gosh, what is that? He's had a lot. Yeah, it was, it was around the time of Hard to Kill, I believe. IMBD. Yeah, definitely going to have to. It's been forever. Let's take a pause and find that. What was that movie? Above the Law. Above the Law. Wow. Yes. Above the Law, I Hard to Kill, that. and Fire Down Below are my three favorite Steven Seagal films. Uh, my favorite, my favorite, uh, my top two are Mark for Death, just uh, just for the uh, acupuncture of mm-hmm. healing himself. And then, of course, Under Siege. But just because, I mean, Tommy Lee Jones. Oh, man. Yeah, him and Tommy Lee Jones and Gary Busey all in the same film. <laughs> what a combination. <laughs> yeah. And Tommy Lee Jones hated Jim Carrey. Yeah. Really? <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. Well, you know, I had, uh, that Jim Carrey's a whole other story. but Right. You know, well, I'm just saying, you got Gary Busey uh, in a movie with you. And you got, <laughs> tell Jim, I don't like you. <laughs> Tell that to Gary. Yeah, come on, Tommy. Uh, look, Gary Busey might turn around and kiss him. Yeah, no, I like Gary Busey. He's he, just one of those. It's fun to the, the punching bag never yeah. gets old He's type of deal. Guy. He has. I liked him. I loved him in uh, even though Chris Farley and David Spade hated that movie uh, in Black Sheep. Oh, yeah, oh. <laughs> the, the, the war veteran. Yeah, <laughs> so funny. Yeah, I forgot about that. So great. Oh, man. <laughs> I was just... Uh, I and was wasn't just, he the... Uh, he was the main villain in the first Lethal Weapon, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Gary Busey. The one that... Uh, spoilers that uh, Mel Gibson... Spoilers. Choke, ...chokes out at the end. I know. I do it for Jess, spoilers. man. Lethal Weapon. If you haven't <laughs> seen that yet, ass. you don't need to. Shame on you. Spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> just in case you time travel with this podcast and let people hear it. 2018. Spoiler yeah. alert. Huh? It's 2018, yeah. Yeah. I think it's all right. It's, it's, it's already became a crappy television series. What do you mean? Oh, man. It really hasn't. Sean William Scott could not save it because, no. you know, he's ready. No. David Wayans ready to go. Huh? Wayans is ready to go. He's done. He's already said, I, I'm, I'm done. I don't blame him. Yeah. I don't blame him. I mean, I was, I was kind of happy. I'm, I'm weird when it comes to remakes. If it's done well, awesome. But if it's crap... You should have never touched it. <laughs> but it's hard to tell. I still say it's, awesome because it gives me something to talk about. Right. But, I mean, it, it's you never know until you do it. Uh-uh. So I don't have a bit of problem with remakes and reboots and whatever. The new Halloween is fantastic. Oh. I love the idea of forgetting every sequel um, because originally it was not 
Michael's sister that he was after. It was a random thing, yeah. and and they then they gave it meaning. They gave him a, a motive, and just like in Scream, did Norman Bates really have a motive? Did they ever really figure out why Hannibal Lecter liked to eat people? Don't think so. Although, you know, it's uh, scarier without a motive. Although Bates Motel is pretty good. True. Yeah. yeah. But but still, it's well, it's a little bit I've seen. Yeah. It's, Good. Yeah, until you get to the last, uh, not not the last season, but mm-hmm. the next to last season was really jumping the shark, but right. they brought it back home and finished out with a home run, I think, in the last season. But in the case of Michael, mm. the first movie establishes, established him as pure evil. Yeah. Why give evil a reason? Why humanize evil? They want, I'll, I'll tell you why. It's because there were two... To keep the story going? No. Uh, I Cash think... Cow. Yeah. Well, I think, honestly, it was to... Show themselves to be different from the other slash movies that were out there. Michael was a little more psychological because of uh, uh, what they were trying to prove is he was a little more psychological. Wasn't but reason. wasn't Halloween the original slasher film? Psycho wasn't considered a slasher, was it? Not yeah. at the time. Yeah, that became a term. Mm-hmm. Slasher film. Yeah, because of the shower scene. Hmm. Um, yeah. Oh, and that was a taboo thing too. Showing yeah. the toilet seat for the first time in the film. <laughs> Studio flipped out. Hey, did they did the same thing on Leave It to Beaver? Uh, who's gonna sit and watch a movie with a toilet seat well they don't know until they're in there buddy the dirtiest thing ever said don't put the toilet in the trailer the dirtiest thing ever said on national television ward you were pretty hard on the beaver last night weren't you yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, and they got uh, away with it. Yeah, but uh, you know, up until that point, you, you of course you had Halloween, but you also had some of the uh, 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 Texas Chainsaw Massacre, which was just evil for the sake of being evil. Mm-hmm. You know, of course that was based on Eddie Gein, Gein, however, Gain. Ed Gain, yeah, however you pronounce it. Mm-hmm. Um, plus a number of other uh, serial killers over the years. Yeah. Um, the or Gaines. I think there's an London? S at the end of Something that. like Ed that. Gaines. Kane Hodder played him at one point. We were talking about Kane Hodder before we started rolling. Yeah. Uh, but Kane Hodder played him at one point in a in a B movie. Hmm. Played he Ed? Played he played the, Ed uh, Gein, yeah. What? Played the BTK Gein? killer as well. Yeah. in a BTK movie. Yeah. I'm excited about uh, Quentin Tarantino's. A uh, remake of uh, The Manson Murders. Is it a remake? Well, I say remake, uh, but a rehashing of the uh, Manson yeah. murders. Yeah, I'm excited for that, and I'm excited. Uh, Zach Efron actually is playing. Um, I know a girl who's in it. One of those serial killers. <laughs> Can't think of the name yeah. of him right now. Yeah, I know. I know. I know a person who is in that movie. Which one? Uh, her, her name is. Uh, I'm going to beep it out. Which film? Uh, the new uh, movie about uh, Charles Manson murders. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, her name is. Hmm. Uh, I did a. Uh, well, my uh, our part was cut, but we did a music video PSA for anti drug abuse this past year, and she played my wife. Nice. Uh, yeah. So she's pretty cool. She was also in a uh, in a really. Uh, oh my gosh, I can't remember who all was in it, but she, there's a scene where she plays a, an extra walking out of a bank in a movie, uh-huh. and you know you've got a bunch of these A list actors up in the crowd. I think De Niro was in it and a few others. So right. Really sweet person, uh, but she's uh, she's going to be in that movie. I can't wait to see it. Cool. Yeah. Um, I was showing uh, Jeff Armstrong on set. Uh, I don't uh, if he had seen H two O, he didn't know this about it. Uh, Halloween H two O. No one would admit it if they did. <laughs> well, well, I like H two O, but the coolest scene in that movie 
was Jamie Lee Curtis got to perform with her mother, who was the lady in Psycho. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, and her character even is driving the exact same type of car that her character drove in Psycho. Wow, that's cool. It's, it's comes and, full circle. And I don't know if it was by design or if it just sounded like a cool name to use, but the name that Jamie Lee Curtis's Laurie Strode was under in H2O, you know, his fake name, Yeah. you know, for obvious reasons, mm-hmm. her last name was Tate. Mm-hmm. Sharon Tate. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, fun, fun, fun trivia from a not so fun time. <laughs> but uh, hey, I enjoyed watching. It amazes me how that dude listened to the Beatles. Yeah, <laughs> it's like really. Uh, no wonder the Beach Boys didn't want to have anything. And was to do and with was you. friends with one of the Beach Boys. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Until they told him we're not using your stuff. Yeah, and then he wanted to kill him. Yeah, um, and that's uh, actually what led to that. Yeah, because, because he, he was wanting. He got the house wrong. He lived in that house at one point and then moved. If I'm not mistaken, but the the house that he moved into was next door. Ah, it was the wrong house, which yeah. is where Sharon Tate was. Yeah. And uh, now, if he had gone into the correct house, Sharon Tate would still be with us. Maybe. But he, eh, I don't know. If he went into the right house and there were people there, those people would yeah. be gone. I don't make light of it, but I right. mean, I, I just—it's just weird. It is. You know, it's it's what if type of deal. But that that's that's what the whole thing was about. Is he's wanted revenge on revenge him, on so. the music thing? Yeah. Yeah. So he went into the wrong house and killed a pregnant Sharon. No, Tate. he didn't do it. Or no, he didn't. He sent people. He brainwashed in to do it. Yes. people. Into it. They were drinking the Kool Aid before y'all, that was you a know term. Be a really good idea. Yeah. If y'all went in there and killed me, some people just just do it out of the kindness of your hearts. Yeah. I don't understand how you could get that far gone to obey something like that. I almost started sounding like Jim Jones for a minute. Well, I mean, that's what I was saying. Uh, <laughs> Kool-Aid. <laughs> Kool-Aid. They were drinking the Kool-Aid before that term was coined. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, 900 people. But just like anything when you're talking f- film and pop culture with me, somehow we segued from martial arts to oh, horror gonna, films. Oh, we're going to turn right back around into it anyway. Uh, uh, <laughs> which I guess you could kind of, the way you were speaking earlier about Steven Seagal, his yeah. career has kind of turned into a horror movie. Yeah. So uh, that might have been what sparked it. I don't uh, know. I, that, no, we not, need to do a horror episode. We too. do. We do. And should we start with uh, Steven Seagal's Love Affair with KFC? What? Oh, <laughs> Love Affair with KFC? <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> don't do that. Don't do that. Hey, South Park already hey, kind of. Hey, I'm t- a big guy. I own it. Okay. Space. I can, I can do it. We've gotten a little bigger over the years. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Look, look. I'm a, I'm a bigger guy. I, I have the right to do it. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Um, uh, I was never uh, a huge Seagal fan. I know that the stuff he did was probably, or as far as the martial arts itself, was probably more realistic than than what you were getting. uh, I will say it it was. uh, He used Aikido in every movie he was in. But uh, it wasn't as camera friendly. No. As the, as... Chuck Norris. Uh, until you get to until you get Young to Under Siege, and you have to do Aikido in a little space that's about the size of a broom closet in a knife fight. That was cool. That was a really cool scene from that movie. Beep! You ripped my coat. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but uh, uh, that was Under Siege too. That's further than Bronson though. Hmm. Bruce Lee. Yeah. Uh, something you could actually segue. Uh, um, we were talking about horror, just uh, or some of the horror things, uh, just a little bit ago. But uh, Bruce, uh, the Enter the Dragon, Bruce Lee, obviously mm-hmm. most considered the master, you know, the of, the biggest movie of uh, his career. Uh, this, um, 
the biggest martial artist name out there. I mean, even even the now, most recognizable name, the most know, recognizable movie been, in martial arts, been dead since nineteen seventy three. Mm-hmm. You know, um, from a brain aneurysm is that what it was? Took a Tylenol, laid down, didn't wake up. Yeah, he, essentially. Yep. Uh, there's some conspiracy theories out there. You know, <laughs> the uh, Lee family curse, uh, according uh, to uh, Unsolved yeah. Mysteries, Chinese, yeah. or, Chinese or even mafia, Dragon the Bruce Lee story, uh, yeah. Chinese mafia. Uh, there's a lot of potential. There's always. But uh, John Saxon. Mm. Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah. Oh, now you're quiet. <laughs> I was taking a drink of Mountain Dew. <laughs> where, where, where were you going with that? Please elaborate. Uh, just that uh, that there is somewhat of a connection between the martial arts movies and, and, and the horror genre mm-hmm. that oh, yeah. we've Mm-hmm. Kind of gone off on. A oh yeah, bit. I mean, yeah. even to, even to, well, even today, you know, you start mix, uh mashing in genres. I mean, you have kung fu strippers from Planet Nine. Uh, that that I don't know if that's an actual movie or not, but mixed with Earth Girls are easy. Yeah, there you go. Uh, then you've, <laughs> when Pirates of the Caribbean, so first, like I do I do remember seeing in Blockbuster Video. That's a callback um, uh, on one of the last few years that it was open was when the 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 Pirates of the Caribbean movies had just the first one had just come out and then they came out with a uh, a porn parody called Pirates. Now it was it was rented at Blockbuster so it wasn't hardcore it was softcore. But I I don't know why but th- th- And you know this. No. <laughs> because when it came out I was under 18 and an under 18 boy would walk by and see that and go I wonder what that looks like. <laughs> but no, it's 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 amazing the the things that they uh, you know make smash. Um, I guess you know Harry Pothead. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> uh, of course, you've got you know other horror movies that are you know mixed uh, mixed with uh, comedy like uh, mm-hmm. what is uh what is that? Uh, A-legged freaks. Yeah, A-legged freaks. <laughs> um, <laughs> Snakes on the plane. <laughs> Lord have mercy. Oh, man. Like when Keenan got in the cockpit of the plane, I was like, okay, Keenan, try to stir this ship. Nope. He didn't help a lot. No. He tried. Snakes on a plane. Wow. I like Keenan in that movie, though. Well, I, I like Keenan anyway. He's a he's, yeah. he's great at what he does. Did you see where him and Kel reunited for yes. uh, that double um I always like Double Kel Dare. so much better. Oh yeah, I, I, I wish always he would have went to SNL with him. But <laughs> oh yeah, I don't think either one of them. Really. I was never really a big fan of Keenan. Keenan, I like Keenan. Can't I have love the yin without the yang. more soda, Keenan. <laughs> my favorite was uh, I put the screw in the tuna. I did it, Keenan. It was me. I put the cheese over to Keenan's center. Oh, they, were trying to get, they were trying to get money. They were trying yeah. to sue the tuna company. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Keenan's sitting there going, oh, I'm going to kill him. <laughs> I'm going to kill him. Well, that's because Keenan was always scheming. Yeah. Wow. I'm really having trouble with words tonight. Plot to make it to the top. Always in the middle because they're always getting caught. <laughs> this ain't the Hardy Boys or Nancy Drew mystery. <laughs> I, I guess the big reason I wanted to uh, talk about some uh, martial arts movies uh, was because, you know, that's one of my happiest memories. And, you know, growing up it was watching those, you know, more than any other type of movie growing up was, you know, you've like uh, the best of the best. Do mm. you remember that one? Yeah. Oh, bear shit in the woods. <laughs> if you can watch that movie and at the very end, 
when the two sides are coming together as a shine, a sign of respect, if you don't shed a tear, you're inhuman. Hmm. Oh man. Just thinking about it. Uh, it, it's, it is, it is. It's, uh, it's a beautiful human moment. It is. And then you turn around and you see Billy Blanks and Tybo. Wow. But but he did have a pretty <laughs> wow. decent... Wow. Yeah, I know, right? What a throwback. <laughs> but, I know Billy Blanks before Tybo. I do, too. Um, he, he did a really good movie. I, well, at least I thought it was a really good movie. I actually have it on my YouTube playlist. Please don't sue me. Um, it's a movie called Showdown. Have you ever seen oh, that? my God. I knew it. I love that movie. It has Christine Taylor in it. Yes, it does. Before she found Ben Stiller. But yeah. Oh, Prior. She found ben Stiller. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> she was still on that dude ranch hey. on Hey Dude. <laughs> Call back. <laughs> yes. Hey you. Um, yes, I love that movie. It's like the only Billy Blanks movie that I know. There's a few, um, but. I'll, I have I, I have tried for years and years and years to find that movie. I've got I've it never on, been successful. I've got I, I watched it on YouTube. You man. have just become my new best friend. <laughs> I'll send but, you the link to um, it. He is. Uh, I still have it on VHS. He's a janitor. He he sees the the new kid being picked on in school. Well, he was he, a cop, and then uh, yes, yeah, spoilers. Uh, <laughs> it's been out since 1992. Yeah. He, uh, he was a cop who uh, went to break up a very loud party, and uh, the, they were getting really raucous. And he, through a turn of events, somebody gets his gun, and he turns around and throws the guy to the ground, and he ends up hitting his head on the stone steps in front of a fireplace, and it kills him. So he leaves the police force, and he becomes a uh, janitor. Kung yeah. Fu janitor, as one of the lines in the movie says. And uh, so this new kid moves to town, and he. The, the great thing is, I, I love how the guy looks like he's chiseled from granite, but he's supposed to be the geekiest kid in school, and he gets picked on left and right. And oh, you know who was in that movie? The from the hills have eyes. He played the principal in Showdown. Um, I don't remember the character. Oh my gosh. Uh, the principal. Oh um, man. I. I, I just I, I thought it was funny because he confiscated a pack of cigarettes in that movie and then smoked it later. <laughs> uh, the only ones that I remember from the movie are um, Billy Blanks, you, Christine the, Taylor, the Billy Blank, uh, Billy Blanks, Christine Taylor, and the uh, the guy from Weird Science. What? Yeah, the 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 not the TV series the Weird TV? Science. Is that who the uh, the main character was? No, uh, that was the, uh, the the blonde-headed kid. You know, the one with the, the eyes on the sunglasses so he could sleep through class? The teacher wouldn't call on him if he's th- uh, if she thinks he's no, paying attention? I, I don't. I'm having a brain fart. But, the, but. The, the, no, the main uh, character, he looked like he was chiseled from granite, and he, but he gets picked on by everybody there, especially these, you know, martial arts, uh, you know, masters. And then he, uh, Billy Blank saves him from getting beat up one day, and then he decides to teach him martial arts and has them start working out. And of course you've got the classic montages and then he comes out with the toothbrush. Yeah. He comes out at the end of the movie, throws his shirt off and he, and he's just, you know, make just chiseled like a Greek God. And it's like all that martial arts training did that to him. You know, (laughs) it's, it's just, it cracks me up. Uh, we were talking about, uh, I'm, 
my mind is completely blown that you brought that movie up. Oh, <laughs> dude, I just watched it a couple weeks ago. <laughs> um, I love man, it. Man, I've probably not seen it since 1994. Oh, man. That's great. But um, it is great. And you, we were, uh, see, watching that, uh, a couple weeks before that, I watched a movie called No Retreat, No Surrender. Do you remember that? Uh, it sounds so familiar. It's about this kid who gets trained in the martial arts ways by the ghost of Bruce Lee. And uh, he ends up fighting Jean-Claude Van Damme in, his, in Jean-Claude Van Damme's first American role. He plays a Russian. It's like Rocky IV, but martial arts. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think maybe we have discussed this maybe outside of this podcast yeah. or an attempted podcast mm. episode. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I, I think it's something that, uh, that my dad probably has brought up to me before, but I have never personally seen that movie, but it's, it's, it's got everything in there. It's got this, uh, you know, kid who's, you know, not real popular. It's got, you know, he rises up through the ranks to become a great martial arts master, but he's taught by the ghost of Bruce Lee. Like most martial arts movies. I'm not, and it's got a montage in it. Not real crazy <laughs> about the, the sound of the plot. The The highlight of the movie is during one of the montages. He's been trying his the whole movie to do this really high kick to kick this sandbag in the middle of this abandoned house that he set up as a martial arts dojo and uh, a training ground. And he's been trying to you know kick the – it's probably a good eight feet in the air – the whole movie, and then in the montage, ends right as he's kicking that sandbag, and he not only kicks it, but he tears it open. Nice, yeah, classic. And yeah, yeah, definitely classic, <laughs> classic martial arts movie. Yeah, definitely. Oh man, and, and it, that was that was such a great time though. That was that that period. Those types of movies, that category is. It, I don't know. I hope it. I hope it makes a round again. It will had, eventually, Matt. I, history repeats itself. I really had hope uh, when uh, Ninja Assassins came out. <laughs> well, with a name like Ninja Assassins, I, I don't know. Um, personally, I was a Kung big, Fu big Panda. fan of it. Kung Fu Panda. I was a big, big <laughs> fan of that movie. Uh, What's the film Ninja that Chris Assassins. Farley was in? Uh, oh, uh, Beverly Hills Ninja. Yeah, yeah. Oh, one of his last movies. Yeah, oh, yeah. Unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, the, the So athletic, though, to be so big. <laughs> Lord have mercy. The, the Chippendale well, like, Oh, come on. It's like Kevin James, man. Kevin James is a big guy, but, yeah. man, that guy's athletic. Oh, yeah, absolutely. He was on but, the wrestling team with McFoley. Yes, he was. Oh, was he really? Yeah. He was. Yeah. I did not know this. Yeah. Uh, uh, for those that don't wrestling. know. Kevin James got hurt, got injured somehow, and McFoley had to take over wow. like captain of the team or something mm-hmm. for those something, that don't know Mick Foley is uh, a hardcore wrestling legend from New York Times then. best-selling author and New York Times best-selling author of children's books and Santa Claus and Santa Claus yes yeah, and stand-up comedian yeah. now uh, does he really it, well it, it's more or less stories that are funny oh but okay. yeah he goes to clubs and, and, and performs uh, it. father of maybe the most beautiful woman in the world maybe uh, <laughs> I wouldn't go that far she's pretty though <laughs> He's pretty. Yeah. Noel. 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 That's how big of a Christmas fan he yeah. is. He yeah. named his daughter Noel. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he also had a Christmas. He has a Christmas room in his house. Yep. Yes, he does. That's scary. Okay. Yeah. That's like that's like his go-to. A lot of men go to the restroom. 
You go so to the you've watched that go to the bathroom. Holy Foley no. TV show. No, no. They go to the bathroom to get away from everything. Well, that's his his Santa room. Oh wow! Is where if you bring any negativity toward this door, you're going to get slapped. Well, you it's know, like, I, this I, is the Santa room. I, I, I Nothing happens get it here because I'll go it's to pretty Gat- cool. I'll go like, to Gatlinburg, and the, one of the places that I have to go, and I, I don't think ill of me, but there, the, the the big Christmas shop there, uh, the Santa Claus uh, mm-hmm. place in Pigeon Forge. Oh yeah. Oh man! Uh, that, every time I go there, I have to go. It's like my happy. You know, it gets away from everything. All it is is just people being joyful in a, a place that's supposed to bring magical happiness. Because you can't get that anywhere else. Awkward pause. I concur. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, I don't know. What else can we say about uh, these martial arts movies? Well, you know, we I can say that. We segued in and out, in and out, Well, to segue even. In and out, in and out. Thank you, Alan. Yeah. To segue yeah. even further. Yeah. Uh, Kevin uh, probably. Bruce Lee. We were talking about Bruce yeah. Lee. Bruce Lee. Uh, before, Bruce Lee. Before we do that. And I'm the Lee family curse. Uh, make a, a a quick reminder of I don't know how much longer this is going to go, but we have like what twelve minutes that we have to at least get on. Oh on yeah, well end. we're we're going to do another ad here in a minute. Uh, okay. We're going to do another ad before I do my little why I hate people for the week. Edit. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that oh, that was the ride over, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, it's no that that'll be a that'll be another story for another day when I can clean it up a little bit. Um, uh, <laughs> Ten Hill Marys. Tan Hilmer. Yes. Um, Bruce Lee. Everybody knows who Bruce Lee was. Uh-huh. Even kids today, even if they don't know what he looks like, unless they Google him, they know who Bruce Lee. That a yeah, man named I Bruce mean, Lee existed. Yeah. I mean, um, heck, uh, you know, I know who Bruce Lee was. You know, he died ten years, eleven years before I was born. Mm-hmm. So, well, this is even further on out. Obviously, Bradley. Uh, yes. <laughs> Obviously. How old are you now? Shut up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Anyway, I can't say much. I'm the same age. Bruce Lee. And then, of course, what no. happened to him happened. Yeah, but he had a son. Yeah. You already had your birthday this year. Yeah, yeah. Mine's still yet to come. He had a son named Brandon Lee, yeah. who was in a very well-known film, cult classic, called The Crow. Oh, I thought mm. you were talking about Rapid Fire, the movie that didn't oh. do so well. No. Not, no, the cult classic. <laughs> hey, it's considered a cult classic. The Crow, yeah, in certain circles. Yeah. Um, in my circle, yes. Yeah. Rapid Fire? Yeah. Yes. Oh, well, okay, cool. It's um, a but good movie. The, the Crow it's would have been the film that movie. skyrocketed that, that yeah. man's career, oh, or at absolutely. least gave it a shot in the arm, because, God, he was so good. He really was. So good in it. And, and did you know that they cut a lot of sequences that he invented? He he created uh, some martial arts scenes. No, I did not know he that. Chore- he, he, he did the choreography and for and it. And The Crow, to be perfectly honest, is not really much of a martial art. No, no, but they and said it, that what he did create was really good. Yeah. But it didn't, of course, it didn't fit the movie, the tone of the film. But they had to cut it. And I have the Blu-ray, and I don't think it's a deleted scene. I'll have to look. I don't know. But I'd really love to see that you, footage. You definitely do that. Yeah, I, yeah. I absolutely would. I, I tell you what, Brandon Lee, it was, he was, he left us way before his time. He was just mm-hmm. dipping his toe into... Yeah. You know, stardom, and he had that name that he, you know, and carrying around. It was your, a your sti- famous father's it was a name. Stigma, yeah, but it. I think a lot it to was, live up to. A lot to live up to. Unfairly, yeah. but still, yeah. And I, I, I tell you what, it. You know, to be fair, you know that movie also had Ernie Hudson in it from mm-hmm. Ghostbusters fame at the time, right? And he's a great actor anyway. He was great in Oz. If you have the cast, seen was Oz, great. Oh, period. Yeah, I thought the crow was perfectly cast. Oh yeah. 100%. Everybody played their role 
great. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Um, My favorite line. How do you feel? I feel like a little worm on a big f***ing hook. <laughs> he feels like a little worm on a big f***ing hook. It's just so great. Oh, man. Ain't it that? Oh, oh, yeah. Skank. Yeah, Skank. That was his skank, name. Yeah. Uh, I, mean, you're, I mean, that's every actor's dream. And I, I what, what, you what, what's your name? Not actress, but every actor, in that, my opinion, anyway. But but the cool thing about that movie too, I mean, I'm not saying Brandon Lee uh, passing because of that movie uh, being cool. I, I'm talking about the music, dude. Everything about it. It it reignited uh, the Cure. Yeah. It reignited Stone Temple Pilots. Mm-hmm. Just for you know those just two the songs. movie. Oh. And it look and the look of it. I mean everything grunge. Mm-hmm. Everything about it was 90s. Yeah. That is the perfect example of the 90s. Fairly certain White Zombie was in that in that soundtrack. Yeah. Uh, I cannot remember which scene. I don't remember I everybody so. that was in it, um, but it, it was damn good. Oh, it was. Damn good. Oh, yeah, um, I do own that, you know. Album. Yeah, I'm going to have to. So, when I go home, I'm going to put the movie all, in. <laughs> I, I own the, the movie version of the comic book. Yeah. I own the movie on, on DVD, which is it's in storage. Mm-hmm. Um I own the uh, the soundtrack, and I have posters. And I also have a T-shirt I made in high school for a project that had Brandon Lee sitting on a throne in the crow, in the crow makeup mm-hmm. with a, a crow sitting on his shoulder. Man, I, I need to find that. I, I hope that the planned remake goes exceptionally well. I, I think And I the mean remake, the making of it, not necessarily the finished product. I think the remake is suffering from the curse of uh, Bruce Lee because – yeah. It keeps it keeps. Well, Jason dying. pulled out. Yeah, uh, but that's fine. I mean, you can always recast. Yeah, uh, I thought he had a good look, a great look. Uh, I don't uh, know. I don't know. I, I think honestly, you need somebody who. Uh, you know what? It really, worked yeah. for Brandon Lee was because he also had classic good looks. Well, but Jason Momoa, he's very hard. Yeah, that's the only thing I didn't like. When you look at him. With long black hair, I mean, uh, other than the uh, the DC movies he's mm-hmm. been in, but I mean, the first thing I think about is Conan the Barbarian. Well, yeah, exactly. Now, if it was say ten years prior to that, with his two season stint on Baywatch, the later seasons, then yeah, I could see that. Um, man, he he was just a classic surfer boy look from yeah. Hawaii, spiky hair, you know. Uh, man, I am really digging around in the bong resin tonight. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what? The digging around in the resin, huh? Yeah, yeah we yeah. done this last week. <laughs> 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 We've been over it. <laughs> but I, I just, I think he doesn't have the quite right look. He looks. T- he, he himself has a good look, is what I meant. Like, like I don't think it. I would have. It would have been interesting to see what he would have done with the character. But what I really want to see with if they ever do a Crow remake is the soundtrack. It's got to be rock. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the actor who plays that character, I would love for it to be an unknown. I would not too. me, but I would love. <laughs> I would love for it to wink, be wink. I would yeah. love for it to be. Uh, somebody who is just waiting to think they're t- like it. Yeah, that dude killed it. Oh, absolutely. He, I can't help it. You um, can say what you Bill want about Scar- Curry. That what? dude, Bill Skarsgård. Yes, yeah. he Amazing. absolutely killed. There's it. There's like twenty of those brothers. Yeah. Good lord. I want them to put it on the back of a 28 whatever year old mm-hmm. actor and let them rip. You know, yeah. about the time that I met my wife, 
<clears throat> I was about that age. Mm-hmm. And at, at, at one point in time, thought that I would do that. Like, like I didn't. I, I honestly felt like there wasn't nobody could do that better than I could. The the crow. A yes, the crow. After uh, Brandon. Yeah. And I'm not even an actor, <laughs> but but that's how big of a fan. Uh, but yeah. yeah, well, I mean, you know, when I tattoo the damn thing on my arm, you know, right? Yeah, I'm, I'm a huge fan. But the, if it was a tramp stamp, that'd be a whole different story. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it would be perfect for one though, the way it's shaped. Yeah. Yeah. But the amount of times that that I have played around with the makeup, you know, mm-hmm. for Halloween and yeah. or just for the hell of it. I mean, she at one point in time, anyway, you know, she would agree, you mm-hmm. know, it, at least as far as a do what Brandon did. Mm-hmm. Maybe not necessarily an actor that m- makes it his own, which you probably know, is the, the direction, you know, that they would want to go. And probably I would hope so. You, know, you do really not want to copy what Brandon Lee but, did. You cannot do that. I would be really, really cool. believe that I could at one point in time, I would have been a copycat Brandon Crow. You know, it'd be really cool. If in say in the next movie, um, of course they're you know the TV series. You remember TV series with Mark Dacascos playing? Uh, uh, yeah, it was awful. <laughs> but it, it got me thinking of the idea, and especially with the the sequels of there being different crows. Now he wasn't the only one, you know. Right. Uh, so not just Eric Draven, but. right? Uh, what if there was still uh, like it? What if each crow was a little bit weaker. And the reason for that was say, for example, there was still one that was still around, but okay. Okay. Look, I'm trying to find a reason to put Alice Cooper in a crow film. Okay. I think he would be oh, f- Alice Cooper. Oh man. Come what? on. Alice Cooper would be amazing. Has said, they stole his makeup. Daddy once. And that's all it took. Let it go, Bradley. Oh, no, come on, man. Not that one. <laughs> You're welcome to have your opinions, and I'm welcome to have mine. Now, you know for a fact if Alice Cooper walked in in here, you would drop on your knees like uh, like on Wayne's World no, and say, You're not worthy. Would, I would not. But. <laughs> God, I would. I'm not too petty. <laughs> oh, man. Don't be petty. Let's do, uh, petty. let's do a little ad space, and I will come back with why I hate people. Christmas is coming up and you're stressed out about the family photo you've been planning. You were ready for fall, but your hair wasn't. You have a formal coming up and you can't quite get that glamorous look you've been dreaming of. Then, look no further than Vanity Salon and Spa. Vanity Salon and Spa is a full-service salon who specializes in styling, color, and makeup. Our stylists work hard to make sure your dreams are a reality by showing you glamour and beauty is no further than a phone call away. Vanity Salon and Spa is located at 403 Happy Valley Road in Glasgow, Kentucky. Their hours are 7.30 a.m. until 7 o'clock at night or until the last appointment of the day. Call 270-629-4779 to make an appointment. Let the girls of Vanity Salon and Spa show you that glamour and beauty are always within reach. All right, and we're back. Now, this uh, next segment, after we've recovered from, uh, you know, hating on Alice Cooper, I still love you. For no reason. I still love you, man. Look at his Twitter. (laughs) Look, look, read that. Read it out loud. Uh, BTS, uh, this past weekend, which 
for those that don't know, means behind the scenes this past weekend, playing one of Tom Petty's signature, uh, signature uh, guitars he gave to Johnny. Wow. Johnny Depp. Wow. And who's that tweet from? Uh, that is from Alice Cooper himself. You can apologize now, Bradley. <laughs> I'm not the one that said, F*** you, Tom Petty. <laughs> when did he say it? What, in what context? When did he say it? Uh, the context was uh, he was hating on Tom Petty uh, being like a, a, a radio DJ or whatever, and Tom's uh, knowledge of obscure old rock music that nobody would know. So it's, but, it, 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 it sounded like jealousy to me. But was Alice, it a video? Alice is a radio DJ. Uh, it was DJ. like a radio show or... But Alice, is, Alice is a, a radio DJ. He nights with Alice Cooper, mm-hmm. and he's yeah, also he also has uh, random musical knowledge as well as random general yeah, knowledge. He, 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 he was putting down. Are Tom. you sure he didn't uh, yes. say "f you, Tom Petty" because Tom knew more than he did, and he was jealous, and he was joking? No, oh, you're not sure. Didn't sound that way. All right. Not well, okay. here's, here we go. Hey, uh, Alice, if you're out there and you do hear us, clear it uh, up. Yeah, clear it up. Uh, we we <laughs> do have the ability for you to Skype in a conversation with us, so we don't have to come to you and you don't have to come to us. You just have to call. I will give you our Skype name. It's easy. It's called Soaky Nostalgia. I am Ooh. perfectly fine. I will be willing to eat crow if it comes to it, but it ain't going to happen. <laughs> Let's segue into why I hate people. Since he's, uh, you know, Brad's already uh, talked about how he uh, dislikes Alice Cooper for, for hating on Tom Petty. <laughs> no, um, well, I I was gonna wait on this, but now it's it's too fresh, and um, I had a different story. Uh, people just amaze me, so I, I am I'm gonna go ahead and do the story from tonight. Uh, before we started the Thank podcast you. this <laughs> evening, <laughs> uh, before we started the podcast this evening, um, I my girlfriend and. My mother went to my youngest uh, nephew's uh, Christmas singing program. He is in kindergarten. And it let out, and we decided we were going to go grab a bite to eat because, you know, me, you know, I'm a hungry guy, and uh, it had been a while since, uh, you know, I'd eaten because. I, 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 what? You look hungry. Yeah, I'm always hungry. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, but the doctor says all my levels and everything are good. I'm just overweight. (laughs) I, I I cannot for for my entire life. It was an attempted joke. Oh yeah, no no no. It's it's great because my entire life, I've I've been a bigger guy except for a, a point of about three years when I really really four years I really got into you know the fitness lifestyle, and uh, I was well on my way. But every time I've ever gone to the doctor, the only thing I've ever had wrong with me is high blood pressure from stress. But when I'm not thinking about what's stressful, it comes back down to a normal level. My blood pressure is good. My, my levels are good. My triglycerides are good. Um, I, I'm, I'm healthy. I'm just overweight. I don't know how many people in the world, I consider myself lucky for that. And I think it's, I'm a freak of nature <laughs> for that. I, I don't know how that's medically possible, but that's what the doctors say anyway. Mm-hmm. I'll probably edit that shit out. Okay. <laughs> uh, so we're, we're coming back from uh, from the music program over at Highland Elementary School, and we're coming to, off of a North Ray Street, getting ready to. Uh, we're we're in front of the hospital, and there's this little dark S10 truck. I hope he hears this, 
piece of crap. Um, Not likely. And and he, it's been snowing and sleeting all day. So the roads are, they're not real bad. It's just like after it's a fresh rain, you know, it's a little Mm -hmm. slick. But I guess he decided he was going to show off, have a little fun. So he starts slamming on the gas, screeching his tires, swerving all over the road. Whatever, I've been there. I get that. But when you've got people coming at you from the opposite side of the road, and you almost take yourself off the road twice, you stop. You go, okay, wait a second, wait a second. I'll just calm down for a bit. No, this guy did not. He almost hit uh, two people. I honked at him each time. He almost hit two people, and then he almost went off in the ditch twice. I wished he had done something, but I think I pissed him off because I started pulling down Happy Valley Road. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. Well, he turned down Happy Valley Road before me, so I, at first I think he thought I was following him, but I wasn't. He pulled up into the car wash right up the road, and uh, I just kept on driving, didn't even bat him an eye. Next thing I know, I'm getting ready to go get me some tacos at Taco Bell. Next thing I know, I've said that twice. Um, he, slam- he he pulls up beside us and then slams on its gas, screeches, fishtails, almost hits us, and speeds off. We pull up into Taco Bell. I look up. He's coming back into the parking lot. He ends up losing us. But in between that time, I've already called the police and given the license plate number of this idiot. Mm-hmm. And I think he knows that, too. I think he saw me pick up my phone and dial 911. So, I, oh, man, I just, I tell you, people are such idiots anymore. Yep. They forget that, hey, we're, we're humans. We're fragile creatures. And these things that we have in our hands is a wheel controlling a big, huge piece of, well, mostly plastic, but, you know, a two-ton machine. You know, wh- what would he have thought if he'd gone off into the ditch? What would he have thought if he'd hit somebody and killed him? Points, man. And <laughs> in, uh, in this particular area, and I know that there is um, out out there in the world, too, mm-hmm. but seems to be a little <laughs> syndrome. <laughs> you know. Uh, I've never understood it, but Walmart parking lot. <laughs> yeah, one hundred percent Walmart parking lot. Yep. Um, you mean their daddy's diesel trucks that they bought for them? Because you know yes. n- none of them no. ever uh, no. ever own any of those trucks. Uh, no, yeah, mom and daddy. Yeah. Uh, but uh, maybe it is because I don't really have a little bit, uh, a little little. Uh, so I don't, you know, have that problem. <laughs> I'm a little bit. I'm a little believe. bit of a. But I do, I do believe <laughs> I do believe that uh, a lot of guys are are like that. They yeah. they're very insecure. Yeah. What well, a lot of guys, we, even if they aren't, uh, you know, <laughs> even if they are well endowed, they still have little <laughs> syndrome. Yeah, it's yeah, all, yeah. because it's always Some like insecurity. I, I wish I could be bigger, but it, that, that's all it is. It's insecurity, and then they end up doing stupid <laughs> like that. Yeah, you know exactly. Yeah. Putting your misery off on somebody else. Yeah, it's just idiotic drivers like that. I have, look, it's not past me to roll down my head when I've got my nephew and one of my nephews in the car, you know, in the back seat on a booster and me yelling yelling at him, I've got a child in this car, you stupid crap. You know, of course, trying to watch my language in front of the kid, but you know. If if there's one thing I want any any listener to take away from this episode is turn signals. Turn signals. Oh, God. I, I shall quote. They exist. Stone Cold Steve Austin, because I listen to his podcast. It is great. What did he say about turn signals? He said, let me put it to you like this. It's very simple. On your steering wheel, 
to the left or to the right is this little stalk of corn that hangs out. <laughs> and you either touch it up or touch it down, and it's going to make a blinky sound. That is your turn <laughs> signal. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That is what Pretty you do when you want to alert the other drivers to turn left or right. It is yeah. not that hard. Mm-hmm. It's said. The simplest thing we cannot do. Makes no sense. No, it doesn't. Just pisses me off. Nope. Well, I'll fall on the grenade. <clears throat> You're a driver? No. no. <laughs> I thought that's what you were going to say. No, I'll, I'll fall on the grenade by saying that I, a lot of times, do not use them. In certain circumstances, I don't use I a turn signal when I'm, I'm pulling in into my driveway. Lane, yeah, I, I believe either. that if I'm in a turning lane, you ought to be smart enough to figure out that. Well, I'm yeah. Going to turn well, out. that's different. Yeah, I, I mean you're in a straight stretch, uh, but a, a straight stretch, you're about to turn. Yeah, obviously. Yeah, and you're you're going down Columbia Avenue, getting ready to turn up into the high school. That, mm-hmm. you or know. you're on the interstate and you're about to change lanes. Yeah, let me know ahead of time, please. And if and if for some reason. Uh, it's in your manual. You can read it. You can look modern technology. You can Google it. You can YouTube this roll down your window. If the lights don't work hand going up means that you're turning left or right hand goes down means you're turning left. Yep. F- middle finger extended means <laughs> you hippie. <laughs> hippie. Yeah. hippie. All right, Cartman. All right. Well, I guess that'll do it for, for this week. Um, anybody have any final thoughts? Final thoughts, final thoughts, final thoughts. Yeah, no, no, no. Really, just, uh, just remember, this, this will probably be my PSA until this time next year. Vote no on Matt Bevin come election time. If you did not understand <laughs> that, that is current Governor Matt Bevin, hopefully soon to be former Governor ex, Matt Bevin. Ex-Governor. Yes. Vote against him because he is a piece of trash. I really do feel like there's going to be another episode dedicated to him. Oh, there's going to be many. <laughs> and hopefully there'll be one dedicated into his political ca- uh, career memory. Yeah. Yes. Well, and with that, um, I'd like to, uh, to I'd like to thank our sponsors, Key Dry Cleaners and Vanity Salon, for helping make this podcast free, at least for the hosting, anyway. Um, we have a website that will be up and going soon, a Facebook page. Uh, however, we do have an email if you'd like to email us. Um, it is soakynostalgia at gmail dot com. And uh, for our female listeners, we. Just- like to go ahead and apologize i am married um <laughs> hate to break it to you so no emails about that and we you. plan to start d- doing interviews as well yes. very very soon yes absolutely i've got feelers out uh, which i'll talk to you about after the podcast uh, sweet um anyway if no, you like no any spoilers no <laughs> if you'd like to uh, reach me you can find me on facebook and twitter uh, my name's matt uh katrin um alan what how would they like to reach you <laughs> hmm? how would um, you like for them to reach you? oh you can hit me up on facebook instagram snapchat the works all right and what are you about you brad you can I'm, say I don't want I'm, them to get a hold I'm of me. Waiting for you to address me properly, Ooh. Sir Bradley. Thank you. It's <laughs> <laughs> so Bradley Williams Facebook. Uh, you da, can, da, da, uh, he's the chicken that needs stroking. <laughs> Stroke that ego for Mister Sir Bradley. At uh, BCMA Black Belt. Uh, although I don't really go on there that much, but yeah, you're welcome to. I'll get to you eventually. Well, and if not, again, you can reach us at SoakingNostalgia at gmail.com. That, that would be, probably be the best way. Yeah. That will be it for this week. Um, uh, next episode, 
Um, I've got a couple ideas, but I'm not going to say quite yet because these may come out out of order, uh, just depending on how we feel about them after editing is done. Uh, anyway, um, I am one of your hosts, Matt. Alan. Sir Bradley. And we will catch you all next time.